Welcome to Taboo on Taboo, where we talk about everything that is left unspoken about human nature, the universe, and the role of humans in the evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Ezgi Devi. I'll be your spiritual guide and assist you with creating a holistic, conscious, and authentic life through understanding the arcane truths of spirituality. Join me every Tuesday as we awaken your true power and help you become the master of your own life. Hello guys! Welcome to our new episode. In this episode, we will continue discussing systematic and societal dysfunctions that are caused by the imbalance of the divine masculine and divine feminine. And I'm really excited about this episode because today's topic is one of the most common dysfunctions that causes most of us to suffer, which is manipulation. And personally, it took a long time for me to address that I'd been suffering from manipulation since this programming is embedded into our systems, into our cultures, and unfortunately into our understanding of love so very deeply. So let's understand what manipulation is. The dictionary definition of manipulation is controlling or handling something in a skillful manner. However, in psychology, manipulation is when someone uses deceiving tactics to control another person's perception, feelings, or behaviors. And for me, it's not a skill as we define in the dictionary. Instead, it's a very harmful programming to avoid accountability. Yet most of us are not aware that we all are using and being exposed to manipulation tactics so often, intentionally or unintentionally. Before diving into manipulation tactics and how they look in our daily lives, I want to talk about the root causes of manipulation. Remember, when we mentioned the qualities of the divine masculine, we said the divine masculine is the problem solver and fixer. Considering masculine qualities are way more dominant than feminine qualities in our age, we're automatically conditioned to fix anything that we perceive as broken. Most of us grow up with the reward and punishment system. When we behave in ways that are approved by family or society, we are validated and rewarded. When we do not meet the expectations of family and society, mostly we are punished. So we can say that what we learn while growing up is mostly conditional love. And as adults, we also begin to operate from this reward and punishment system unconsciously because we learn to love this way. Since we had to behave as what is expected of us in our social environment, we also unconsciously begin to grow expectations for others. And when the expectations are not met or the outcome is not what we wanted, we tend to blame or punish unwanted behavior. Then we try to change and control the situation or people so that we do not experience undesirable consequences. So let's dive deeper into the tactics we use to manipulate or fix unwanted situations. The most common manipulation tactics look like harsh criticism of characteristics, persistent negative judgment, and demanding a change. Since we lack the quality of acceptance due to suppressed feminine energy, 
we tend to point out any kind of behavior we don't like. Of course, there is nothing wrong with constructive criticism, but what we are talking about here is attacking someone's personal aspects or choices to a point of damaging their self-esteem. Let's suppose you process emotions by crying a lot and your mom keeps saying, this is so embarrassing, you should be stronger. If you keep crying about every small thing, you will lose people. Trust me, no one likes crybabies. This manipulative criticism imposes a change on you to be accepted by others. And as a result, you begin to feel uncomfortable and insecure with crying and start hiding this aspect of yourself, right? This manipulation type is mostly seen in family dynamics. Parents mostly impose their knowledge on their kids to initiate a change based on their expectations. They convince their kids that if they do not change themselves, there will be consequences so that the unwanted behavior of the kid is taken under control. Another common manipulation tactic is rejecting or misleading other people's reality and experiences and creating a different narrative for them. Guys, this is a very tricky one. Since it's so common, we do not even question if this behavior is healthy or not. This manipulation tactic is also known as gaslighting. So let's understand gaslighting with examples. Expressions like, you are overreacting. Come on, it's not that big of a deal. Don't make problems out of nothing. There is nothing to cry about. You are so sensitive. What's wrong with you? Look at all the drama you create, right? Or twisting facts, even though they happen, such as, I don't know what you're talking about. It didn't happen that way. I didn't say that. I'm pretty sure we all heard similar things in our lives, right? Even though it's so common and normalized, gaslighting is a serious issue, guys. Because gaslighting causes you to question your sanity. And as a result, you begin to doubt your perception and emotions. And at some point, you find yourself not trusting your discernment and in constant need of others to validate your reality. Another manipulation tactic we face often is comparison. One uses this tactic to influence someone's decisions by showing others as example. All your friends got married and you're still single, right? Comparison implies that you are way behind compared to others. However, everybody is on their own journey at their own pace and no one has the same duties or purposes to accomplish. Hence, comparing ourselves to others can never be a healthy indicator to evaluate where we are today. In fact, comparison is a great example of the imbalance of masculine and feminine and causes more harm than we think. Another super common manipulation tactic is guilt trip. Guilt trip is passing on the responsibility of your actions or emotions and making others guilty for them. You made me yell or I only said that because you said this to me. Sometimes guilt trip is also used to control others' actions. Let's suppose your mom called you and you were not available. 
Then she sent a text saying, You know I get so anxious when you do not answer my calls. Please pick up the phone when I call you and don't make me worry. In this example, your mom uses guilt trip tactic to avoid the responsibility for her anxiety and holds you responsible to force the desired action onto you. Can you see that? Another manipulation tactic we'll talk about is silent treatment. A silent treatment looks like a person refuses to communicate about a conflict and solve the issue and uses emotional or physical withdrawal as punishment instead. The manipulator avoids eye contact, does not respond when something is asked, or simply ignores and ghosts you. The message is clear. You do not deserve to be acknowledged because of your behavior. The silent treatment is one of the main reasons for abandonment and rejection wounds, guys. Because we begin to believe that if we do not get things right, we will be abandoned. Another type of manipulation that I observe frequently, especially in the States, is humiliating and shaming jokes. I see that so many people use passive-aggressive expressions under the name of sarcasm. And when the other gets offended, it is represented as their inability to handle the joke. Guys, personally, I think sarcasm can be really harmful. The dictionary meaning of sarcasm is the use of irony to mock or convey contempt. Honestly, when I look at this definition, I cannot see any constructive intent in sarcasm, especially in sarcastic expressions towards characteristic and appearance. I believe this kind of sarcasm, humiliating and shaming someone through jokes, indicates the signs of unexpressed dislikes and passive-aggressive negative criticism in disguise. In most family dynamics, we also see crossing boundaries as a manipulation tactic to monitor and stalk family members. Entering someone's room without knocking, reading someone's diary, or looking in their back without permission. When you are exposed to these tactics while growing up, you end up losing your sense of identity and become an enabler as an adult. Another manipulation tactic we often come across is emotional blackmail. Emotional blackmail is withholding emotional support due to an undesirable behavior, making the person feel unworthy of receiving love, care, and attention because of their behavior, such as, don't hug me, you forgot my birthday, right? Emotional blackmail also refers to using fear through threats to ensure others feel afraid to cross you. This kind of emotional blackmail expressions usually undertone, if you don't do what I want, you will pay for it. For instance, if you go out with your friends tonight, no dinner for you. If I see you talking to that person again, you don't even want to know what's going to happen. Or... If you leave me, I will kill myself. So you are forced to make fear-based decisions to avoid possible conflicts. Another type of manipulation is diversion, which is when the manipulator demeans the other person's objection, concern, or complaint about their poor treatment. 
Let's say you are upset and complain about something, and the other person turns the focus onto your emotional state and judge and suppress your emotions or gives a complete irrelevant response to avoid the guilt of their wrongdoing. We can also see diversion tactic as diminishing one's concerns and problems by bringing up theirs. Oh, you called it a problem? You should be grateful. Look what happened to me. The manipulator degrades the feeling of the other person to control the situation. The subconscious motive of the manipulator is to invalidate what the other person is experiencing so they can be the focus of the conversation. Another common manipulation tactic we see is using others as a reference to impose their truth. You don't listen to me, but your family and your friends also think that you're being unreasonable. Manipulator uses the person's loved ones to convince the person of their truth and get what they want. Another type of manipulation that we're mostly exposed to is misguided promises. In general, it's not hard to see how common misguided promises are in our system, which we mostly are exposed through media, pharmaceutics, sales, and marketing. We're frequently misinformed about products, medicine, news, and many more things. As we see in commercials, the most important and most likely the most harmful things are always mentioned with the smallest fonts, right? Sometimes they are not even mentioned to control the outcome. Media manipulation is a big deal, guys. As a software engineer, I'm confident to say that we're constantly being tracked to be influenced in certain ways. The personalized ads on your phone are an example of this. All your social media and search engine data is used to display the products and services that you are most likely interested in so you consume more. If you would like to learn more about technology and media manipulation, I highly recommend the documentary The Social Dilemma. In this documentary, tech experts from Silicon Valley explain perfectly how technology is being used to influence and manipulate our lives. In our personal relationships, misguided promises might look like setting unrealistic expectations or making a promise that relies on others. When the manipulator raises the expectations with false promises and does not meet them, the other person is automatically going to be disappointed or angry and even might feel deceived. However, this doesn't mean anything to the manipulator because they only focus on getting what they want. And the last manipulation tactic that I want to mention is using love as an excuse to decide what's best for others. For example, your partner says, baby, I love you so much and I don't think your friend X is good for you. I don't want you to get hurt through this person. That's why I don't want you to hang out with him anymore. Guys, please pay attention to this. Even advising can be manipulative if it's not asked because unsolicited advice is subconscious arrogance saying that I know better than you. Try this. Even though advising comes with good intent, 
what we actually do with advising is try to save people or prevent them from being harmed. However, in this life, we learn everything through trials and errors. When we try to save or protect people, we do not let them live and learn. On the contrary, we begin to unintentionally manipulate them to control their decisions so they're not going to get hurt. Ironically, guys, the most manipulative things we do are usually in the name of love or protection. That's why we see manipulation tactics mostly in family dynamics. Overprotective parents or perfectionist parents always get involved in their kids' choices, preferences, and decisions to control the outcome. Let me tell you something. Even though we think that our beloved ones are making wrong or poor choices and we feel like we need to save them, we have no right to get involved in another person's learning process. You had to burn to understand what hot is. You had to fall a thousand times to learn how to walk, right? So when we decide what's best for others and try to protect them from harm, we actually take their lessons away. And that's how people become unhealthy individuals. And also, as we said before, since everybody comes from the same source and everybody has a gut essence, who are we saving from whom exactly? We all are here to learn, grow, and evolve. The most supportive thing we can do for our beloved ones is to let them live and learn, loving them unconditionally even with their poor choices, and being there for them when they fall. If you think you're a victim of manipulation or if you see manipulative tendencies within you, don't worry, you're not alone. I really do not know one single person who doesn't deal with manipulation. I mean, since the system we live in is based on manipulation and we are the people who created the system, I think it would be safe to say that we all carry a little seed of manipulative behaviors. But what we can do is bring awareness to these patterns and consciously choose to let go of controlling. If you are being exposed to any type of manipulation in your life, the only way to recalibrate the dynamic is to set healthy boundaries. And if you're in a place where your boundaries are intentionally being crossed and manipulative behaviors keep going on, please consider professional support. You can always reach out to me for coaching through isgidevi.com. And yes, guys, these are the manipulation types and tactics that I took notes about, that I see and hear all the time. And I'm sure you can relate to most of them. The most fucked up thing about these manipulative behaviors is, guys, since we are mostly exposed to these tactics in our family dynamics, we normalize these behaviors under the name of love. And when a child grows up being manipulated all the time, they become narcissists or codependent adults. If we want to prevent raising narcissists and codependents, it's essential for us to understand the reasons for these dysfunctional behaviors. If we do not make an effort to understand the root causes, unfortunately, we will keep inheriting these issues to the next generations. What most of us miss is... 
the wounds of a narcissist and a codependent person are the same. They're both manipulated in their childhood, but develop different coping mechanisms. However, we will get into the details of narcissism and codependency next week. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode helped awaken something in you and inspired you. If you enjoyed Taboo on Taboo, please leave a rating and a review and share it with friends and family so we can expand our consciousness all together. Remember, you are not alone. We are together in this and I'm here to support you in manifesting the life you dream of. To learn more about my services, you can visit esgidevi.com as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. I'll see you next week.